Uh, no, but dude, I went to uh, Taco Bell and we were eating and I don't know where it came from. I think it was just in the wrapping, mm-hmm. not on the food, but <laughs> I just happened to notice like there's a fucking girl's acrylic nail. No, off. Yeah. no, don't tell and me I showed that. It to, I was like, McKenna, look, and she was like, she put her food down. Now she won't go to Taco Bell anymore. Yeah. Oh my God. And you didn't ask for that to be in there. <laughs> Did you get the crunch wrap? <laughs> yeah. No. I didn't bite into it or anything. I think it just got broken off in the bag and like fell into one of the wrappings, but it was still pretty gross. Oh my God. Yeah. What I finished my taco though. <laughs> the other like a, you finished, you put it to the side and finished that taco. You you had multiple tacos. I finished that taco. <laughs> I was like, I just paid for this. I'm eating it. And McKenna's just staring at you, like, vowing off Taco Bell, and you're just like, hey, you gotta got your money back. Hey, there was an acrylic nail in my taco. Yeah, but then I'm gonna call and talk to someone. Well, and... hold on, hold on. Was it, like, well manicured and painted? Yeah, but it's still pretty gross. The, uh, nothing well... gross is... Dude, it was, like, that long. Uh-huh. And I'm just, I, that shit grosses me out. I don't understand how girls, cause I couldn't imagine having that on my fingers and trying to ever do anything. I mean, I feel like I think of that now, that now has scratched behind like a ear, maybe a nose. It's probably fucking wipe shit lucky. off its ass, you know? Maybe. Yeah. That's, I mean, that nail's probably been through it and it was brushed up against your taco and you were just like, you know what? Let's just put it to the side. I already paid my dollar, dollar 49. I might as well get my money's worth and eat this acrylic yeah. taco. Yeah. Hmm. But I won't have Taco Bell anymore. I, I swore it off after oh, that. Oh, but after that, you're done. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if someone just got fed up and off three. She was my aunt. Heart of gold, though. How you been, buddy? I feel like I haven't, uh, haven't talked to you in a while. I know. We say, we say this every time. We talk, I think we talked on, what, Friday, right? Yeah, it's funny because like if we don't go if we go more than a week, it definitely feels like it's been yeah, forever. Big time. But even just a week, it feels like fuck. Well, you know what it is also is it's like just striving like get to fucking Friday. Mm-hmm. So it's like I think a part of you in your head, you're automatically feeling like, ah, oh, I made it. I'm here. Like, oh shit, like how you been? Like, what's going like it just it makes you like it, like instinctually just well, what's been going on? Because it's been such like a long week getting to the Friday. When all it's, it's been has just been work for just both. Work. <laughs> just work and work. You know, parenting. I've been much. building a fence all week long and it's been the worst, ugliest thing I've ever made, but Ooh. at least it'll work. Well, speaking of non ugly things, I think the most beautiful thing I ever made. Uh, so Nevi's walking around now. Like she just stands up and she just starts going. And I'm just like, 
so fucking cool to watch her. Until she rips little... down that table in the back with Freddy oh, yeah. on it. Until she starts destroying everything. But it's so weird because this is a movie and it won't last too long because, you know, they grow quick. But it's so funny watching such a tiny being like just stand. It's almost like you, like, I don't know, like if you take up like, take a little chihuahua puppy and like put it on the high, it's like, there's something just like off about it. It's weird seeing such a tiny little thing, just like trot, like just stand up and like, I'm going to get going. <laughs> it's like, what? Before you know it, they'll fucking be, dad, get out of my room. I know. I know. Imagine if we both are dads in the future, but like we become dad as shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like the look yeah, and the, yeah. the f- we'll be cool dads. Barbecues and shit and just Yep, 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 yep. Jeff, look at this cooler I got. Oh no way. You just stack it right in there. Look. Is that one of those wonder coolers? Oh shit. Very good. You know, I had a cooler a few weeks, a few weeks back. Dump two pounds of ice in it. The entire party. I'm talking. Uh, we had diet cokes in there. We had a couple zimas, a few wine coolers, and I'll be damned. At the end of the night, not one of those pieces of ice were melted. Damn good, best damn Hawaiian wonder cooler I ever had. And that's just me. I mean, that's just me saying the girls. Burgers are done. <laughs> but yeah, like like I was like, it's it's a hell of a cool. I don't even drink beer, but I've got a beer and one in a, a koozie or whatever, and just. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like a big coconut koozie. I've got my uh, Nike sneakers on with my socks pulled up. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm in shorts. Oh, yeah. I just have my, you know, Under Armour shorts. So I just play just just at that point. It's all about just comfy shorts. It's just comfy shorts and whatever. Like I'm wearing a, uh, a shirt that says hashtag girl dad. And I'm just really <laughs> proud of it. <laughs> There's something really. Sp- Dude, I think about it all the time, like being a dad. I mean, I know I'm a little wonky with kids just because i don't know how i'd interact with them because we're just not i can't speak the same language but uh there's just something cool when i think about it about being like the the dad like just you know where they reach that age where you're just like where you're i don't know like your kids just love your love you you know like i don't know i don't even know how to explain it it's just sweet to me to think dad will you come play ball with me you know or yeah dad will you take me to the mall so i can or wherever so i can pick out some new clothes for the dance or something it's like this like love it's like built in but also it's something that you're like you know you're you're a loving guy like we have to we like i'm a loving individual so obviously there's gonna be like it's just the the most amazing kinship like bond you can have like you made like you helped create this little person and they look at you like you're their everything especially early before they you know they're not shitheads yet the world hasn't fucked them up they're just yeah. like I like right now, like Myra, she's gonna be four in less than a month now. And she's literally like my little like best friend to where I want, I legit want her company. She's fun, she's fucking funny. She wants to like let's watch Nate. And like she makes jokes and the way like I like her little expressions and the way she uses her hand when she talks. I just literally like sometimes I don't even hear the words. I'm staring at her face and I like I have this dumb, dumb fucking smile on my face. Like, I don't know what you just said because I spaced out but you are the most precious <laughs> little and i just like i'm just carrying them both around and they're like we can walk i'm like i know but i think it, the yeah. one of my favorite things is to think about giving my kids 
proper Halloweens and yeah. being able to show them movies. And if they're interested, cool. If not, then that's fine too. But just being able to give them those experiences and whatever, and just something about being the man of the house. <clears throat> right. Man of the house. Man of the house. Which, oh, wait a second. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a second. Didn't we? Now that you what? Now that you said that, I think I see an opportunity for a segue, because there is a man in this movie, <laughs> and a house. Oh my God! Yeah, it was like mostly. <laughs> I thought I was like I I planned it way back. I was like I got the segue this episode. Well, house from nineteen eighty five. Directed by Steve Miner and a lot of Friday the 13th alumni. Yeah. And that's why I picked it because uh, I've never, I've heard of it, never seen it. And it was one of the selections last episode. So I picked it because of Seanus Cunningham producing, Kane Hodder stunt coordinating, Harry Manfredini doing the score, and yes. Steve Miner, who directed Friday the 13th part two and three, directing, who also did Lake Placid in Halloween 20 years later. Not a bad catalog to me. Not mad at it. No, he certainly struck gold in that. Uh, fuck it. Oh, Steve Miner. Uh, oh, I got man of the house. That's as far. <laughs> that's as much as I'm doing this episode. Um, I've never seen this movie, and I watched it two nights ago. And there's a reason why I'm drinking tonight. Just because. Uh, yeah, me too. So <clears throat> I watched this for the first time as well. And I went into it um, cold. I didn't know shit about it. I knew, like Same I said, here. we talked, oh, I mean, you can go back to the last part. We, we knew the poster and the yeah. tech, we were familiar with it. It obviously piqued our interest in some way, both of us just without ever talking about it. Um, and I might have seen one where I was like, this is probably gonna be a weird type of movie. I'm looking forward to this. I didn't know, I, like I looked it up later and I see it labeled as a horror, like fantasy comedy. Mm -hmm. I didn't know, I didn't know it was gonna be comedic at all. Uh, neither did I. I thought it was gonna be a straight up 80s horror movie and I was really pumped for it. Same. Um, and, you know, it's kind of, that was actually kind of a, nice thing that we were talking about dads because that that's what this movie's about is a dad there you um, go there you go and but it's kind of convoluted and I, I there's no way for me to talk about this without just getting my opinion of it right out of the way um i enjoyed like the first like 20 minutes or so because i was like okay what's but it, i was a little lost but i was just like okay i'm following he, he his wife is divorced who's also like an actress or something which fine but he's also a famous writer um fine but then also his aunt lives in a spooky house and committed suicide and then also his son went missing x amount of years ago disappeared and he's wondering about that and he's estranged kind of from his wife uh so then he moves into the house and then just weird shit happens well he moves and, into the house to get away and write correct? a memoir of his vietnam vietnam memories Which from when he was whole in the service. another aspect of this movie, so there's dude. yeah there right away in the first like 25 minutes i was kind of lost but i was like okay maybe it, and it kind of had a nice little creepy atmosphere going to it so i was like all right i'm interested to see where this goes mm. but it lost me pretty quickly 
and I'm not going to lie, dude, like at one point I even just started like skipping 10, 15 seconds ahead. Cause I, like it would just be him walking around the house and then something weird would happen. And the reaction to what was going on was not what I wanted at all. Right. So I would just be like, I'm done with this. And then by the time we got to the end and like more shit started happening and this sexy oversexed lady leaves her kid with him babysitting, which we'll get to. And then that happens. And then he finds, his, you know, he, his missing kid comes back from the frame, his Viet, <laughs> Vietnam memories. Dude, I was over it. I was like, oh no, oh, this oh, is. No. And I immediately decided I'm drinking this episode because uh, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Well, maybe we could have some fun, at least chat about Because you texted me. You said, Nixie, have you watched House yet? <laughs> and that kind of tipped me off. I was like, hmm, okay. I, I, for the most part, I know my buddy Nix, and I had already watched it. And I was almost like, there's no way he watched it yet, because there's a part of me that thinks he would have been like, said, text me something. I was like, he's not, he's not going to be overly into this movie. As where, uh, this is not the least favorite movie that we've covered, I don't think. No, I mean, it doesn't have that to, I mean, I enjoyed some elements of to it, but it's funny because I, you know, I like Evil Dead and this is kind of in that arena. Um, <sighs> I just think it lacks sort of, it lacks the charm of Bruce Campbell, certainly. Um, you know, the lead is not that great and neither is anybody else really in the movie. Um, the practical effects are fun. The music's good. Uh, but other than that, it's very, it's more, more so just what's happening, the story, the plot, there's too much shit. He's a Vietnam war vet. Yeah. His son is missing. His ex-wife is a super, is an actress, popular movie actress. He's a famous author, horror author. Uh, you know, they, he used dead, to live as a dead aunt. Um, and what's weird is like even in the beginning he's like i used to live in this house and then it cuts to him, like he's like i grew up here and then it cuts to him like living there i guess with his wife and son and that's when he when the son goes missing at the house and the old lady's like it was the house that took him i'm like so he grew up here and i guess lived here with his wife at some point and nothing creepy ever happened then there was never any scary shit that happened then it's only when the aunt the grandma dies and he lives i don't know I was just like, what the fuck is happening? And then we have really bizarre fucking um, exchanges with the neighbor. Who Norm. Is like, who? Norm. Is that his name? Cheers. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, George Went, I believe. Well, dude, that first scene where he first meets our lead, and he's like, oh, you're Roger Cobb, you know? And then he pulls the book in tatters out of his back pocket. <laughs> and he's like, can you stop? And he's like, how about we do this later? And then there's just, oh, dude, anytime they interacted, I was just like, I hate this. This is not natural. This is, I don't know what the fuck this is, what the script is, but I'm not into it. Um, and then just more sh weird shit happens. And then kind of towards the end, you're like, oh, I get what they were trying to do. Like I get this, you know, where the story was going. But there's no explanation of why the house is the way it is. There's no explanation to, oh, if the kid grew up there, again, none of this crazy shit happened to him when he was a kid. They had had a few flashbacks of maybe like him as a kid, remember, like, oh, yeah, that's right. But uh, it was just pretty fucking weird, dude. It was a weird, yeah, it was, I mean, it was all over the map. I want to say it's just a little too convoluted, but like, and then there's a, 
at, for a while there, I was thinking, I was like, what's, I was like, do we have to do the Vietnam flashbacks scenes? Like, can we like not, but you get to the end and I guess it does, you know, you do need a, need them because it becomes like a huge, huge thing. So I guess it kind of like worked later, but yeah, at, there was, like, I was, I was right on the, like, the, just right on the line of like, okay, I, I know what's going on for the most part but i was questioning shit i was like do i have everything because i don't know how good of a job they're doing explaining to me what i was like okay so i think actually at one point i might have paused it and like like maybe like read like the first like paragraph of wikipedia just like okay I did, dude i did the yeah. same thing i, I did like, the okay. same thing because i was like let me, i was like before i go any further let me read here i was like okay the writer moves into his uh dead aunt's house to like write his book about Vietnam. Fight. I was like, okay, got it. Let's go. And then I didn't have to look at it anymore. But yeah, I was still like, what are we kind of what are we doing here? But well, well yeah, because it's just it's so much. And then there's shit that that like when I think the monster first comes out of the closet because Roger moves into this aunt's house and he like starts trying to work from work from there and type his book. But he comes up with every excuse not to work on it. He meets the neighbor who says, like, oh, I'm a huge fan. He's like, you're the new neighbor. And it's like, well, technically, Roger's, like, lived there before. So is the other guy a new neighbor? I don't know. That bothered me. He's like, yeah, the old lady was a crazy old bag, you know, fucking nut bag. She blew out. And he's like, actually, that was my aunt. She's like, he, she was lovely. Hard of gold, um, though. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. And I rolled my eyes and said, okay. I really didn't like the lead. He, uh, his reactions and just, I don't know. I wasn't a fan of it. Well, look, first of all, best part of this movie to me was uh, speaking of his reactions, just because that you made me think of it. He goes, before he goes to his aunt's house, he's living in like an apartment or some shit. And he comes home and he opens the f- freezer and there's like a like a shot of his face, like like looks like he saw something like disgusted in the freezer. Like he opened, he reacted as if he saw a human head. But it was like a banquet TV dinner, and he's and he takes. I don't know if you saw this done. He puts the whole box in the microwave. I didn't catch that. Hey, no. and then he sets the time for thirty minutes. Good <laughs> Grinch. I swear, dude. I had to. I had to rewind it. I, I didn't like, catch that. I said, "There's no way." I was like, "Did he just put the whole box in the microwave?" And then on this, uh, because of that, because of rewatching a second time for that, that's when I see. I was like, "Holy shit, thirty minutes! Holy shit!" He had to move to his aunt's house because he just burned his apartment complex down. Dude, it, oh, I was just so baffled. I was so baffled by everything. Nothing seemed natural. It, you know what it seemed like? It seemed like they wrote a script. They had a house that they could use, which I know isn't the case, but mm-hmm. it it feels that way. That they wrote a script and then they used literally the, the that first draft. No one else, no one touched it. No one, it feels like a writer just put in a bunch of shit, kind of made it work. And then someone saw it and was like, let's make it. I said, oh, you want me to do a rewrite or you want to? Nope. It's perfect. That's a pretty good way to explain it. But how crazy is it to find out uh, what is there? What three sequels? Maybe more. I don't know. Oh, wow. 
I know there's House of the Second Story, which is a clever title. Um, yeah, I was gonna ask you if you like that. <laughs> but I really this I did not like this to where I would ever want to re. I, I would never be interested in covering the other ones unless it was for this podcast. And even then, I'd be bummed. I'd be like, great, that's what we're talking about. Uh, just be. I mean, this had some '80s charm, but it's just because it was so out there and confusing. Right. It lost me. It made me frustrated. And I don't like to be frustrated. And I'm not a dumb guy, but when you just have all these fucking, he's a Vietnam vet, his son's missing. It was just like, holy fuck. And then, dude, the, the, where the movie absolutely fucking lost me, I, I was like, oh, I'm done. I don't care about this anymore. It was when um, he killed, so there's that big monster fat chick that like turns into his wife and then he shoots her and then the cops come in and He's trying to hide her body, but really it's just the monster. And then right. he dismembers the body. And then it cuts to this like fun music as he's burying the body out back. And then he yeah. cuts it up in a bunch of pieces and the hand's still moving. And then his sex crazed hot neighbors like flirting with him. And he's trying to like hide the hand. I was like, okay. <clears throat> and then the movie lost me when she comes back later. And it's just for her to drop her fucking kid off to him to babysit. And it's so stupid and awkward and forced. And he's like, oh, and he's trying to explain like, no, no, no. And she's just trusting her fucking kid. Who's by the way, the kid's like the cutest fucking kid I've ever seen. He's adorable <laughs> in this movie. I don't like kids really, but I was like, that kid's awesome. He's so cute. And like, uh, like when the gremlin and then, oh, that's what, it was. and then these fucking gremlins are coming after him. These little fucking monster things out of nowhere. And the guy's trying to save him. And I'm just like, nothing better happen to this fucking kid. Or I'm going to be like, I'm already not enjoying this movie. This kid gets like torn in half or something. If that movie goes, I don't know what's happening. So 20 minutes of that, him giving him a bubble bath and the monster's trying to steal him. And then he gets the kid and he gives it back to the mom. And it's just like, you know what? I was like, well, what was the point of that? That was so fun. Especially shit happens early on. Like he sees that monster in the closet almost immediately. And his first instinct is to go buy a bunch of cameras instead of just getting the fuck out of the house. Yeah. Even though that monster is like horrific fucking amalgamation of bullshit. I mean, there was even a part where wasn't he our main, our main, our lead here. Wasn't he like getting taken through the house by his, who was the guy taking him to the house? Like, because at first I was like, if you if it's your aunt's house and you're moving in here, are you was yes. he the financial advisor, or like a like who was that older guy who, by the way, almost kills him? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he says, "Sorry about that." He fired. He almost fired like a spear gun. It was a harpoon, harpoon or something. Yeah. Or, um, it yeah, was a spear gun. Yeah. Right next to his head. And he, oh, sorry about that. And he sets the harpoon down and they go right back to like, so anyway, you know, the house was built. <laughs> no one can see me, but I'm rubbing my nose right now. Now keep in mind, this is still during a, like a point where the TV dinner thing, 30 minutes, still in the box. This guy almost kills you. He just says, sorry about that. I, I'm still like, wait. I didn't. I don't know. This is. I didn't know this was like comedic in any way or yeah. meant to be. So I'm like, what the? That's the only on? time I think I liked the lead actor's reaction when he almost got hit with the, the spear gun. He's like, his eyes are wide open. He's looking at the spear gun like, motherfucker, what the? And because the guy keeps going on talking, and he 
plays it good for a few minutes where he's just like, are we not going to talk about the fact that you just almost spear gunned me? Uh, nope, never talk about it again. But every reaction with interaction with his neighbor and he's like dressed up in the Vietnam Vietnam gear and he's like trying to videotape the closet that's in his aunt's bedroom that, that the monster came out of. And I, dude, I hold on, let me have a sip. God damn. I just don't know what to really make of this. And I think because I think this is a cult classic. I think people like this. I asked my buddy Michael and he said he he liked it. And I think he grew up with it or he liked the 80s charm of it. Which again, I like that aspect, but story-wise, performance-wise, it had nothing for me. The only part I thought was kind of cool was the end bad guy that we get. Okay, yeah. The guy that we see in the Vietnam flashbacks. I thought that was kind of a cool story because we see in the flashbacks that he uh was injured this and he and he was proven to be like a dick in earlier flashbacks so you already kind of don't like the guy he like tricked him by like here have a cig like can i get a cigarette or whatever the fuck and there was like a little baby snake in there whatever so uh he wants our lead to kill him but instead they like our lead can't do it he'd rather try to get help or he just couldn't bring himself to do it and then the enemy you know takes him away and he's like screaming like oh you'll pay for this or whatever because he's going to go get tortured and shit which happened and now he's back for revenge i'm not gonna lie i enjoyed that i i made sense to me i was like cool maybe he kidnapped his kid i thought it looked good too yeah and it looked yeah it looked awesome that was the best part of the movie for me because i understood what the fuck was happening i understood the goal i understood the why the vietnam flashbacks because up until then i was like oh my god are these vietnam flashbacks not going to lead to anything right is that just going to be something that's in this fucking flick but for it to tie up in the end and his kid being stolen i was like cool i was like you know what we need to trim the whole babysitter kid thing get that out of the fucking flick don't care about that adds nothing to the plot nothing it's just dumb i think they were just trying to stretch the shit out and they were trying to make it like um i think they needed like yeah it really came off like they needed time to fill and they needed to put someone in peril but it's kind of hard to do that if it's just the same guy. So maybe it's like, there's a kid. What reason would we have a kid though? And it's like, I know a hot neighbor will set it up. Like she wants to, you know, fuck him or date him. But instead they misread it. She drops her kid off. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, I mean, why couldn't we just use uh, Norm, the neighbor? He was like a sweet chubby, like next door, innocent next door neighbor who was worried. Why couldn't we just put him in peril? Like when he came over, like Dude. not believing, you know? And that's the thing is, I think this movie's rated R. I'm pretty sure. And is so, it? but I don't actually. Know, I, don't I, don't even, know. I don't even remember hearing cuss words or tits or anything in this. This movie would have been way better if they hadn't gone that route, though. I know they wanted to go with comedy, but it would have been better if it was dark humor. And if they had just, if they'd given us some things that made us go, oh, there's a serious threat. If we had watched Norm get like viciously decapitated or something or anything or like i i kind of pictured his like chest or something being like fucking ripped apart like yeah like like that we like yeah this was definitely missing or even if his wife had actually been real and he shot his wife dead there you go that would have been i was i thought that was real and i said oh cool okay that's gonna lead to something and then there's awkward interactions with the cops that show up and he's just like i was just cleaning my gun and then they both see the shotgun shells on the floor and norm he's literally out when the cops show up because norm calls and says you know he's out here with the gun and he's it's, uh, he said it was attempted like a suicide attempt yeah. or something 
and uh, he literally started whistling while he cleaned his gun. He's like, like, oh, just clean my gun. It's just like, you know, we were talking about Jason goes to hell. That's kind of funny because uh, the black cop is Creighton Duke from Jason Goes to Hell, the bounty hunter. Whoa! So uh, yet another Friday Thirteenth tie-in. Yes, and this was rated R. Yeah, that's a, holy shit. That's another Friday Thirteenth tie-in. That's awesome. This was rated R. I knew it. Wow. But there's no nudity. There's not very. There's not even any sexual content. There's. I don't. I know think there's just, some cursing. But. Yeah, I think maybe just the cussing just goes at like it's just so natural in my life. Maybe yeah. I don't. It doesn't stand out to me as much because obviously I don't watch any of these movies you know, with my girls present, obviously. So I guess I don't really think about it much, but yeah, I just, I just don't remember any like cursing or. And there's not even any blood. Drug, I don't think drug, gore. gore. Yeah. Nothing. The monsters are cool looking ish, but like the fat one I hated, I hated that fucking fat thing. That looks so terrible. And the hand and like the hand being on the kid's back and it, the guy going like, oh, I got the kid. Like, trying it's like why are you hiding it like be like look there's a fucking haunted hand get this kid out of my house um yeah he throws the hand in the toilet there's a lot of weird dude the other thing that i i had i was like okay this movie's not going well is when the lawn tools they he goes into the shed to get a gun i guess and suddenly dude you mean the friday the 13th new blood ending we pitched oh yeah (laughs) maybe we were wrong (laughs) yeah we were definitely wrong no, because that would have made sense. We would have known yeah, that know. <laughs> Lauren Adams or whatever her name is is fucking making the bullshit fly at Jason with her telekinesis. Here, it's just like, oh, the house is kind of haunted, I guess. So here it goes. Yeah, here's another thing that can just not a lot of stuff really explained or makes too much sense. No, and I didn't even like when he shot and then it was his uh this monster and then he was looking at, at his wife and then he puts like the wife into like the where harry potter lives or where the fuck that <laughs> <little room. laughs> and then like uh, that i was wondering what if it did imagine like a cut if he, what if he was if <laughs> and you, as, when you see him open the door you're here like good night mike good night no what if what what if what woke the monster back up was that fat fuck jumping on the stairs <laughs> above, above get up Potter get we're up, going Potter. to the zoo <laughs> no, like, dude he's just haunted by the Dursleys <laughs> <laughs> I would have enjoyed this movie way more I'm starting to wish that was the case now like and then damn I, was, Dursleys. I was also like okay and then like so the wife doesn't like the wife comes back at the end so then I'm wondering okay is it like a shape shifting thing or are we just in the our leads is it in his head like i i got there's just shit i i they didn't well it kind of well so we'll get so now that we talked about the movie but afterwards i read about the movie and the trivia and shit like that and i think i understand now why it is the way it is steve Miner was wanting to do a horror comedy because he'd done a lot of horror and so he was kind of wanting to branch out branch out but i think the studio or whatever was a little concerned about the comedy but they made it work um but the, i think it was the screenwriters or maybe the producers i can't remember they specifically wanted to make a movie that was kind of like jacob's ladder which is a vietnam flashback horror movie and the twilight zone movie had just come out which i've seen and dude watching this without even reading that trivia i was like this is a lot like the twilight zone movie and 
real quick, real quick sidebar. Sorry, dude. The Twilight movie is that the movie where kids were killed on set? Yes, yes. In the that Vietnam, happened. yeah, yeah, that was real. Yeah, did like the, decapitate some fucking kids or some shit. Yeah, and the lead actor, yeah, from that short, yeah. So they had oh, to God. change the ending. It's horrific. They still did it. Yeah, they, they changed still the ending. Oh, they they ended the short sooner. Originally, that short ended with that character being a hero and saving these kids, but because he died and they couldn't shoot it, they ended with him getting sent to a Nazi death camp. <laughs> it's, it's fucking wild shit. But uh, oh, okay, just making sure. I didn't know if that was like but no, no lore or what. No, yeah. that's true. Um, wow. But anyways, if you watch the Twilight Zone movie and then this, I think the trivia read that the producers or the writers saw that movie and wanted to basically make another movie like that. They liked so many elements from it. The one you were talking about with the head decapitation, Vic Morrow, I believe is the actor's name. The short that he's in in that movie, he plays a racist, sexist bastard uh-huh. who keeps getting like sent back through like the Vietnam War, uh, Hitler's reign, you know, concentration camps. Excuse me, I forget what else. And it, I think I feel like I remember him going underwater at some point in wake and like coming out in Vietnam time. And then oh, going okay. back in, underwater and coming back in Hitler time. So I saw that and I immediately was like, at the end when our lead character's diving in the water and finding his kid in Vietnam, I said that. I was like, that's like the Twilight Zone movie, I'm pretty sure. And then same thing with the monsters. There's another short in the Twilight Zone movie where um, there's like this telepathic kid who can make whatever his wild fucking imagination decides. And he's keeping like a family hostage in this isolated house town whatever and they're all fearful of him because he can turn them into monstrous things but he wants every and it's very looney tunes and the practical effects are really wild and zany that'd be a fun movie to talk about actually on the pod um so with all the practical effects in this a lot and the house and everything it just reminded me of that short too so so you're saying you think the movie came out this way was a product of one what was popular during this time and making money and to the disagreements of not trying to quite being able to nail down what both visions were wanted between yeah and i mean i i picked up on this while watching the movie and it wasn't even like something i seriously thought about i was just like reminds me of the twilight zone movie and so i was actually shocked when i read the trivia and it said oh the writers like ripped it off basically they were they just liked the movie so much they wanted to take elements from it and make their own movie and i said well shit i'm <laughs> all right so that was interesting um because i could you know i think if you watch that movie then you watch this you'd pick up on it right away do you think uh, i'd look good in that v-neck sweater he wore yeah you think so yeah it was a deep v and it was a sweater i bet this movie would be a hundred times better if you played the dad and i played norm norm <laughs> And we got a ch- and we were allowed to write the script, remake it. I swear to God, if they just let us redo this and just, you know. We could give Georgie a cameo as a Vietnam soldier and just have him fucking blown to smithereens. Yeah, yeah. He's a big dude and everything. That'd be, yeah, yeah. That'd be, just that'd imagine because of all that hair he has right now. Just every yeah. and just imagine like fucking pussies and then fucking boom, blood splatter, oh. intestines. Man, that would be great. And I could put a fucking banquet Salisbury steak meal in the fucking microwave. <laughs> that that would have to be minutes. in there as a fucking uh, that's Easter egg. 
that yeah, stays 100 the whole like the whole box but no if i had to remake this i would ditch the fucking wife being an actress what was the point of that i i do we know you, I, well, you can't see me i'm shrugging my shoulders and, I, I don't know literally asked just in case i because i try like when we do these i try and like pick up things i might have missed or i didn't pick there's no reason okay there's no reason it's just a thing and I, ch- I literally chalked it up to like well he's kind of semi-famous and maybe that was a part of the like maybe so they made them but it was kind of stupid because like the fat guy norm neighbor was like your your wife's this actress i love her so he's like oh you're a fan of both of them conveniently you yeah know? you have the one guy's book in your back fucking pocket it, that yeah that and then he gets the and then the he worst. gets the actress's phone number which maybe at the oh, time yeah. like which no because it's easier to get people's information now i would think right yeah back then you know people were actually movie stars and shit well i mean it just would be better if we rewrote it we would have it to be where that she's not an actress she's just some lady and he could look her up in the phone book wouldn't have to steal his fuck you know what i mean and yeah yeah there you go or we'd probably actually write a scene where he drives to her house and i'm norm and i go up to the door and i'm like your husband's having issues that would be a much better scene than a phone call uh you could play the dad way better we could iron out the vietnam story and the the kid shit disappearance of the kid better yeah Um, yeah we could probably do some flashbacks showing the vietnam bad guy kidnapped the son and that's what happened that's what started Uh, the whole thing um i would also make it to where like maybe he didn't grow up in the house and he just went to visit his like aunt once and that's when his son disappeared, so he never visited her again until she died. Um, See, yeah. I would take out the babysitter. I would take out so just so much needless <sighs> bull crap. You're right. But you know what, though? By saying that, of all the things that if they would have fine-tuned just those few things we just said, this wouldn't be that bad, I don't think. I mean, there's some. Oh, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. You're right. Like, the best example, like, thing you could have said was, Hey, here's I just put everything down that everything on my head of oh, this first draft thing of here. Maybe we could turn this into a movie. And they're like, greenlit. Yeah. It's like, well, no, we got no, 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 it's good. It's like, wait. It's no, like, no, no, here's your money. It's like, yeah, oh. make it. Okay. But you want to throw some writers? No, 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 no. Good as it is. Like this reminds me of Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone is huge right now. Just make it. Make it how it is. Yeah. Hey, do you want it? You want me to keep the part with the uh, the TV dinner, like still in the box? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Keep that I, too. I think above all, the biggest problem with is the babysitter scene because it's just useless and not even funny. I think it just sucks. And then beyond that, just some. I think honestly, the comedy aspect of it is what makes it fall flat for me because they're trying too hard. Like the wacky dot, like the wacky. I don't even want to say wacky. Just the uncomfortable not natural dialogues between like norm and roger and well other characters talking um, of tryhard i mean there's literally a scene where he shoots and beats up a mounted marlin holy fuck i forgot about the goddamn marlin that's a t-shirt holy fuck i forgot about the goddamn marlin <laughs> and it's just a mounted marlin that's that's the shirt <laughs> We're straight out of the movie with the red fucking towel that he throws on top of it. And the cops walk right by and like not wondering, like, why did you cover up your Marlin? You know, just not, you know, not proud of it anymore. 
Fuck, fuck this movie, fuck, dude. Hey, <laughs> this is all real shit we're saying for the movie. Like, what about the time we beat up the Marlin and TV dinner and this and that? You know what's also, funny is we could re- we could really just say the whatever fucking came to our minds, and it would probably it would sound like oh, it was a part of this movie. Yeah, you'd believe it because I'm about to say, do you remember? And okay, so this is what fucking confused me with I didn't know if he was actually seeing his wife, if that was actually his wife. Or if it was it was just in his head, or if it was actually a shapeshifter, I didn't know what the fuck it was. Also, there's a scene where he sees his ghost son. Do you remember this? And he turns the ghost off with a remote. Oh my god, I forgot about the fucking ghost son. Wait, <laughs> two shirts, man. And it's a little ghost boy <laughs> on the shirt. Dude, Holy shit, crushing, dude. We are crushing merch, man. It's funny how much I've forgotten that. Yeah, there's so much bullshit. <laughs> there's so much. Yes. Why would you mute your son? Don't you want to see your son? <laughs> he turned it on. He turned, like, he, was, he didn't want to handle it. Like, there's his ghostly son. I guess he's like being visited. If that was like me, it just like tears. But instead, he just grabs the remote and turns it off and it works. Yeah. Dude, that <laughs> legit just made me tired. I felt my energy just go. Oof. and that could be the alcohol but shit it's probably a combo man house yeah like so we have like this whole like fucking big mouth billy bass scene uh ghost son uh the neighbor norm norm who's a big fan of like both the husband and the wife just immediately and then even in the just to go back to the very beginning he's doing a book signing and everybody in the line is a fucking weirdo like everyone's yeah. so fucking weird too, but I kind of, to be honest, I kind of like that because it kind of set me up. Like, I think maybe the um, what they were going for was just off in this movie. They never stayed with a certain lane. Yeah, sometimes I think like it seemed like very like that book when they because like all the people that would come to get their book signed, it would be like this weird like almost it wasn't almost like a fisheye like where like POV where they would go right towards like the camera like to the viewer. And it reminded me of like a John Waters type grimy like type. And they were all kind of like weird and creepy. Yeah. I mean, I think you just have to pick a lamp, but then you never, that wasn't the case. Anymore. I The first 20 minutes of this movie and the last 20 minutes of this movie are the most interesting and engaging shit. And it's, yeah. and it's, I'm saying it's, you know, it's kind of eh, engaging. The, the rest is just bullshit. And to me, not very interesting and frustrating uh, and I'm fine with it if it's a horror comedy, but it has to be funny. It has to work. Otherwise, just stick to horror. You know, you, your lead is not as charming as like a Bruce Campbell. And um, your writers are clearly not as uh, intelligent as, you know, some of the, the Twilight Zone scripts and anything like that. So, you know sorry but you know all you did was copy some ideas and you just barfed a bunch of shit into a script and someone said hey let's make that house but i don't hate it what i don't hate it you're actually a a fan no i don't Uh, hate it it's it's like passable um i agree that i it's not it might not necessarily be a rewatch i do um I'd probably go back to certain scenes on YouTube to get a laugh because you know how my sense of humor is, dude. I think about that goddamn TV dinner and multiple shit from this, like since then. But to sit through 
all of it, you know? No, yeah. I, yeah, no. I, I don't hate it, but it's not something I would rewatch. There's not, and it's, it's just because there's nothing really here for me. There's nothing that I, I found too terribly engaging that would be like, hey, you know, I really want to watch, rewatch House and give it another go. Yeah, one's good. One off, one off's good for that one. Um, House is a one story for me. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. <laughs> House is a one story. <laughs> I like uh, one story houses, you know. More of a one story guy. I'd uh, rather this house burnt to the fucking ground. Okay. <laughs> the house was kind of cool. I like the old, you know, it was a cool, creepy house. The music was really good. Um, you know, I was kind of watching the stunt work more and more because I was like knowing that Kane Hodder did it. And I didn't really pick up on anything that was too impressive. Uh uh. Um, I can't remember anything off the top of my head. That was not like, that I can remember, no. Uh, yeah, I guess. And probably the best thing about the movie is the end bad guy. That makeup and that character yeah. and it kind of making sense. That was about the best shit. But you don't even feel really any emotion between the dad and his son. There should have been more in the movie about that, like some flashbacks or something to make us care more about him and his son. But when he finds him, I'm just like, cool, you got your kid. Like, yeah maybe so woo! maybe so and then like you know the mom just shows up jumps out and they're also re like the sons reunite with their mom and at that point i'm also thinking okay so she's alive so they, like they told me that like they, i guess they answered my question of whether she was actually killed earlier it was yeah. like, okay and, well then yeah, that was another problem right at the end of the movie when he walks out with his son and the house is burning down and the mom sees her and her him and his kid and she just she starts to kind of cry but i would have as your director i would have said hey when you see your kid fall to your fucking knees yeah. and be like what you know is have happening? your like hand on the back of like that kid's like head yeah and, like just like like just and just like yeah show that shit and be fucking bawling the kid was missing for all like you pretty much chalked it up to being gone forever like yeah that's another thing we don't even get how long he's been gone we don't get how long he's oh, been yeah, divorced no. we don't get so oh and then you he's trying to... to and then i love it they leave open the thing like he's trying he's supposed to be writing another book or he's gonna owe some money or some shit and everyone's upset that he's not writing a horror book he's writing a vietnam vietnam memoir that doesn't get resolved all that gets resolved is like i guess he kind of like gained some courage that he didn't have and he finds his kid yeah i mean i don't i mean there's still some serious issues going on back at that house you know just by getting your kid back you didn't like vanquish all the other like weird little critter guys. like i don't know like i don't know what this, there's some portal situation yeah i was just about to bring that up because there's in uh i thought it was in the closet because that's where it seemed the monster seemed to be coming from and said yeah. the portals in the fucking bathroom mirror, which I thought was a cool effect where like he opened it, saw that there was a medicine cabinet, then he closed the mirror, then smashed it all in mm. one cut. And it was a black portal. I was like, that's cool. You know, it's a set that they probably like remove the medicine cabinet as soon as he shut the door. And then, uh, yeah, that's fine. But the, like I said we had the whole thing with the, the whole bit with the closet. Yeah. All and the then, camera set up. He keeps opening then we had the monster the, pops out. 
we had a chimney thing too with the kid, right? Wasn't he? Was wasn't the kid that he was babysitting get pulled up the? the oh chimney? yeah, yeah. And they had like the weird little creepy guys. Like we didn't really explain what they were. No, we, we don't do shit. Do we? It's fucking crazy. It, it's like a haunted house movie, but then it's just like it's Twilight Zone movie meets Evil Dead two meets uh what am i missing what other zone evil dead 2 and microwave massacre (laughs) (laughs) and jacob's ladder yeah all those and and that's what you get with this and maybe if you grew up with it i could see that you know i could definitely see this being something that would stick with you as a kid so yeah i get that if you if that's if this is one of your childhood favorites i totally get it if you watch this now and you love it, I'd really, I'd love to have a conversation with you genuinely to understand why. And that's not like saying, you know, I mean that genuinely. Like yeah, what funny. about it appealed to you and what did you like about it? Yeah. Like if I'm missing something, like let me know. Maybe I can, I got It'd just be interesting to hear that perspective because I can't imagine it. I have a note written down. that says, I can't hide the fact that I've been a child prostitute all my life. Was that a line set in this movie, or did, was I just did I just go off the rails in my notes? I don't know how that could. I'm literally like, I guess I assume that I'm going to remember what I'm reacting to in my notes, and I do not. I'm too what, drunk to. Dude, I, I had no, one no, fucking half, one half of a what? Uh, maybe about two thirds of a wine glass of alcoholy, and I am like, you got a whiskey. I've got a little uh, Buzz Lightyear going on. You know what I'm a saying? A little Buzz Lightyear going on. To hey. infinity and beyond. <laughs> you know, I was thinking. I love we... Tim Allen, dude. Oh, rest in peace. Now, yeah, I know <laughs> he's, he's still alive, but when he does, I don't know. I just don't see why we should wait until they're fucking dead to say it. Do you know how old he is? Uh, I want to say he's 72. Close. I think, how much? I think he's 70 years. 69 really? or something, yeah. See, I, I assume that's probably going to be like, because he look, I think he looks pretty fucking good. I think that uh, I went higher. Do you know how fucking old William Shatner is? Dude, he's got to be at least 50. (laughs) 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 At the very least, dude. I don't know, 80 fucking something? He's 90. Good Grinch. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that's, that was necessarily a surprise. Dude, De Niro's close in, in his fucking 80s. Al Pacino, Joe Pesci. Uh, oh, man. Fucking everybody. Man, Nicholson oh. must be up there at this point, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, what about yeah. Gene Hackman living his best life right now? Oh, he, yeah. You know, retired for years. He's Yeah, I saw a photo of him and that upset me. I was like, damn. Because, you know, it's funny. I never think about actors being old because I watch their movies all the time. And they're, you know, look how he, look yeah. at them. Yeah. And, then you, and then you look at them now and you're just, holy fuck. Yeah. This dude from this movie, Roger, that actor, I looked at his IMDb photo from recently. Oh, yeah. He's all grayed out and shit with the, he's with the mustache, right? Yeah. The gray mustache. And George went, I think he's like in his 70s. You know what's crazy is that Steve Martin looks unchanged oh dude 
I feel like you and I are going to be fucking in our 50s looking like shit walking around. Steve Martin's still going to be playing his ukulele and just banjo. (laughs) Banjo and just chilling out. I look like fucking shit now, much less like Martin's just still killing it. Both the Martin, Steve Martin and Martin Short. They're both funny as shit still. They're coming out with a new show, I think. They're doing, I think they did a a movie with Selena Gomez. Yeah, or yeah, I thought it was a movie or a show. I can't remember. Only I mean, murderers live it here, or something. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm definitely intrigued by that. I mean, Steve Martin and Martin Short. Dude, he kills it cheaper by the dozen. Dude, he rocks the house and bringing down the house. I always was thought Steve Martin was more of a Streisand, <laughs> but he's rocking the shit and cheaper by the dozen. No, dude, I grew up on Three Amigos, so that was my shit. That I'm trying to think cheap. what Steve, what one of my favorite Steve Martin movies, The Jerk. That's that's close. That's Roxanne. pretty damn good. I think planes, trains, and automobiles. That's my favorite. Yeah, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. John Candy. Peace in peace. What? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh because <laughs> I looked at you for a second. And I was like, "Why do you just do that?" And then I clicked. The joke clicked. Uh, yeah, yeah. John but- Candy. You probably shouldn't. Should have ate um, less candy. Oh. <laughs> Come on, man. When I lived on South Street in Philadelphia, there's a the nearest uh, cheesesteak place was a place called Jim's. They're good. They're not my favorite cheesesteak there, but they're good. And uh, I guess John, like they have a bunch of the you know the autograph pictures on the wall. Oh yeah. And I found John Candy's and I took a picture of it. I was like, no fucking way! Like John Candy was in this building, and he wrote on hit on the thing like, uh, "Dear Jim's, like thanks for sticking where the fuck it was. Uh, sorry the check bounced." Like, he even did, like, a little, like, joke on the thing. And for some reason, like, it made me smile. I was like, I got to take a picture of this. Sorry, the check. That's awesome. Such a fucking cool dude. Conan O'Brien has a really cool story of, like, spending a day with John Candy that I heard recently. If anyone out there wants to go look that up. Here's what I was going to mention before this, because I was a little nervous about this podcast, because I was like, man, this this might be tough. I mean, there's plenty of shit to work with. But, uh, so his... His aunt, to start this movie, his aunt hangs herself. <laughs> we laugh. <laughs> right? No, no. Dude, it's kind right? of funny the way it happens. So, but she, that's, I mean, that's what, like the house, I guess what they're alluding to is the house kind of drove her crazy. She hung herself in the house, hanged herself in the house, right? Yeah. Uh, did you find your uncle dead in a house? Oh, yeah. That's, Wow. I was sitting here trying to think of any, if I had any weird stories and yep. Um, a dead aunt is found in the house and you have a story about finding a dead uncle in a house, correct? Yeah. So my uncle Roy, rest in peace. He used to, I live on the same street that I have since my childhood. I moved away for a few years when I met you, but I moved back and I still live on the street in my old grandfather's house. Um, who's also passed away. Who's Roy's brother. Um, my uncle, great uncle. And all of them used to live, they had, my grandfather had seven brothers and sisters, and they all lived at one point, pretty much on the same, in the same block. Uh And his brother Elmo lived in the house next door to ours. (laughs) And then his brother Roy lived in the house next to that, Yeah, which is two houses down. And Roy was deaf. He was really hard of hearing. He could kind of understand some things, but he just minded his fucking business. He'd walk from his house to the dollar store and back probably eight times a day. He had a stroke. So he was kind of like, he was hunched over his 
toenails were long and nasty, but he was a sweet guy and he just minded his own P's and Q's. And sometimes like a few people roughed him up and like stole his shit. And, uh, but he just, you know, did that. I mean, like every day you'd see him walking around, you know, walking back from the store and back and forth. And there's Roy. Because he had nothing come, else to do. Did he ever come back with anything or get anything? Like he'd somebody... buy shit every time. He'd go oh, really? there. Yeah, he'd always come back with groceries. When we cleaned out his house after he passed, he had so much shit, um, like calculators and notepads and pens and pencils and all index this, cards, you know, just shit that he'd, shit. yeah, just shit that he'd buy. I mean, he was disabled and had been for years, so he loved Jesus and Elvis. He had a bunch of Elvis memorabilia. One and a bunch same, of same, so say. And, you know, a bunch of Jesus stuff. And his house was kind of run down. But anyways, so I have a lot of memories of Uncle Roy. And one of the most disturbing ones is one day our one of our neighbors, who's an old feller named Charlie, um, he came knocking on my parent, my dad's door and said, Hey, have you seen Roy today? We haven't seen him leave the house at all. And they kind of live, they have some property right across the street. So they are used to seeing him. They hadn't seen him all day. And then, I, or I think it had been two days or something. So me and my dad walked down there and then Roy's brother, Gary, who lives in the house behind us, who's also my grandfather's brother, my grand uncle, Gary, Roy, Roy, Gary, and Elmo. Howard was my Howard. grandfather. Gary, Elmo, I forget his real name, but I think his middle name was Elmo, or that was his nickname. Uh, Roy. He liked to be tickled. Gary, Ricky, Bertha. Ricky, too. (laughs) I can't remember the rest. But anyways, we walk down the street. We're knocking on the door. And me and my dad are sitting there. And then my Uncle Gary comes up and is like, what's going on? It's like, Roy's not here. So it's me, Gary, Charlie, and my dad. And we're knocking on the door, you know, loud for him to hear. And me and my dad swear we fucking heard someone walking in the house as if like someone was about to walk up to the door and open the door. Uh-huh. Like to this day, me and my dad still are like, we heard someone walking and the house was really run down. It's hard to paint a picture, but I mean, it was in rough shape. The garage had fucking caved in half the roof had and there was like a shitty little wooden door that was nailed shut, but it was kind of broken in. So I was able to climb through that and get in through the side door in the garage that was like kind of nailed shut but i was able to get that open and that was in his bedroom and i mean his house is really run down old creepy house i'm talking about and it was small and i'm like roy roy and my uncle gary got in behind me and we're walking we're searching the whole house and it's pretty small and we're looking in every room and i walk in the living room and my uncle gary's in front of me and he walks through the living room and into the kitchen around the corner and I stop in the living room and I'm looking around because I've always thought my Uncle Roy's house was kind of cool, even though it's creepy and old. But he had like a bunch of old TVs, like the like the wood cabinet TVs and TV stock stacked, stacked on top of that and Elvis shit. So I'm looking around and I just happen to look down and not even a foot away from me is my dead uncle lying on the ground, his face frozen in like fucking terror. Uh it, with his with one arm clutched to the table and another one i forget what the other one was but i mean i saw him and i legit my brain was like is that a halloween decoration did my uncle roy buy a halloween decoration from, from the dollar store and just set it up here and then it finally dawned it took you know it, it felt like forever but it 
relatively quick i said oh my fucking god and i went uncle gary he's in here and i was just like and then you know i felt it wash over my skin like Mm. the realization and i i I mean i was sad but i wasn't like oh i was just like fuck and then my uncle gary comes in he's like sees it and that's his brother obviously so yeah he starts crying and getting teary-eyed and kneels down to him and my dad's poking his head in through the wooden door that we broke into and he's like you find him he's like i was like turn back and said he's dead dad like call it call uh whoever you have to call he's like oh fuck so then that was a weird day uh because that you know my girlfriend was going to work and i was going to be home by myself and dude i had i wasn't even that close to him but i had weird vibes all day like I kept thinking I heard people like somebody walking in my house and I was probably on edge, but me and my dad t- were talking about it. We just kept saying, we heard someone walking in that fucking house before we opened that, like before we went in there, we kept expecting him to open up the door and be like, Hey, what's going on? Um, so what'd you do with all this stuff? Well, so my uncle Gary and his wife, I guess were left to deal with it and they got, they hauled a bunch of shit off. I got his couch and, one of his old t- wooden TVs because I collect that shit. Uh-huh. I had him for a while, but the TV stopped working, so I got rid of that. It was all dusty and really gross, anyways. And then the couch we eventually got rid of because I think the dog stripped it up. Um, but a lot of their shit just went to Goodwill or thrift stores. And um, I actually, you know what? It's crazy. Um, he had a bunch of VHS tapes because he would make record himself singing, like playing the guitar and singing Elvis songs. I have a bunch of those tapes because I took oh, those. Wow. Because I knew they were just going to get thrown out. And I was like, how about I take them, Uncle Gary? I can always transfer them to DVDs and make you copies. And I haven't done that yet, but it's not like they it's not like they would watch them. Um, so, yeah, that's my story of Uncle Roy. Uh, Elvis has left the building. <laughs> he was, he, you know, he just, he was quiet. He, he did his own thing. I didn't know much about him. I remember as a kid, I'd go and talk to him for a little bit. I remember one time there was these bullies in the neighborhood. And I avoided them by hiding in the garage with Uncle Roy, just chilling and chatting and listening to Elvis. Um, so it was crazy, though, because I can still remember his face, not terribly well, because it's been a while, but I still just remember that fucking frozen in fear screaming look. I legit thought it was a horror Halloween decoration. That is a gnarly visual that you'll keep with you forever. Yeah, that's the first... I think the first dead body I've ever been around. That's well, been I that think. you're willing to admit, yeah. You mean like you no know, <laughs> viewings or anything like that, or do you mean just in like a random other setting? I think any other funerals I've ever been to are well. I mean, I guess when I was younger, maybe, but I don't remember them. Right. Um, but any like my brother's funeral, he was cremated, so it was just his urn. And same with another one, it was just or the body was closed, so the casket was closed. Yeah, see, I, I I distinctly remember every every one I've seen, like viewing stuff like that, every, and it's like my last image of like that person. So it's like I don't, I think I'm done going to those things, no matter who it is. It's just like sorry, like it's just no, no, it's no disrespect. Don't love you any less. These this is a weird thing to do. Yeah. I don't want this to be in my head forever. Because I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm someone who I think I need that. I I think it it it'll it helps me. Um, Masturbate. Yeah. Dude, uh, me and McKenna will go to a funeral and like halfway through, I'll be like, we gotta go. We gotta go. Let's get to the car. Yeah. 
<laughs> you can't go unless her face is frozen in fear and she's clutching a desk. <laughs> hey, can you can you just stand in this freezer for a minute and just <laughs> get your body temperature down? Also, can you try this on this perfume? What, what is this? Dylan has a skull and crossbones on it. It says formaldehyde. It's like, yeah, this is it's a new thing. Mariah Carey wears it. <laughs> yeah, Mariah Carey. Debbie Lovato is promoting it. It must be pretty good. <laughs> and she doesn't even know what she recognizes herself as right now. So jump in while it's hot. <laughs> She's non-binary, Jeff. Yeah, I can. Uh, well, what can you do? She said that maybe in the future she'll <laughs> she'll go known as might be uh, referred to as trans. So she's kind of all over the mat with it. I'm just I don't hey, know. whatever she wants to do. You know, I ain't buying her no. CDs anyways, so <laughs> it makes nothing to me. Hey, Sunny with a chance, decent love, was good, and Camp Rock was good too. Shout Camp out to Rock. Camp Rock. Camp Rock was good. We should cover the second one. <laughs> but yeah, next on horror flicks with hot with hot with hot oh hot. Um, horror flicks with hot next. Hmm. I'd watch it. But yeah, yeah, that's that's my story. Um, right. Yeah, I just uh, I just that's one of the things I was thinking of. I know you had that story. You only told me that one time, and I just remember like sitting on the couch, like you're like captivated by it. You know what? In the you know I. If I remember correctly, in the movie when the old lady hangs herself, isn't her face like frozen in fear? It might have been, yeah. If it was, because if I'm that's like how my uncle looked. <laughs> oh. Here's this frail old white man just on the floor, hand like crunched into the table, just fucking locked in. Oh man. Like, and I think he fell down and had a heart attack or something. Um, or just another stroke. I mean, he was fucking old. He must have been in his 90. at least 50 <laughs> <laughs> you must have been close to 90 uh, um, well all right well then what do you okay but his house would have been a cool ass filming location it was so bizarre yeah, and now they renovated it still in there <laughs> yeah that would have been cool right. hey can i take home roy as a prop for this this halloween and this is about <laughs> maybe a bad time but what are we doing with roy exactly hey uncle gary i know you're like upset and shit but uh can i borrow uncle <laughs> uncle roy just for a little bit you know i have an uncle gary too oh my really dad, yeah my dad has a brother named gary my dad has a bunch of brothers imagine if you just had a bunch you two had uncle gary howard Elmo, howard, howard roy Elmo. ricky ricky Bertha. ricky too and no what's funny is is it uh do you only have one girl is there only one girl on that no side? there's a few sisters oh, okay yeah my dad only has one sister like my grandmother finally got like a little girl and she goes okay now i can finally call it after you know fucking like six six boys and then, then the girl but okay. she got it she got there i want to have at, at most like three three kids and if they all wind up boys that's the way it is if they all wind up girls yeah fine whatever the lord jesus bestows upon me i'll be grateful for whatever god gives us or whatever god blesses us with on that note, <laughs> <laughs> that was how I believe in God. I believe in God. I believe. Tenacious thing. I believe. Well, I all I know is that God is good. And God is great. <laughs> <laughs>
Dylan, let's try for five. I'm not putting the reins on you this week. You can pick whatever you want. But the categories are, are specific. Okay. okay. And um, this could be easier. This could narrow it down. There's no, no convoluted question. I wanted to go opposite of what this movie was that time that we just covered. Would you recommend this? Ooh. Because I don't think I would. Not that I hate it, but it would just... be it would be specific. And if I recommend, like, I wouldn't just be like, yeah, you should totally go watch that. I'd be like, if you want to have a few drinks, like, put this on, like, with a like a buddy, and like watch this, then I would. I wouldn't just recommend this to anybody. Yeah. They because I, I, there's plenty of people I know wouldn't even might not even finish it. Yeah. I I mean I I I liked it. It was just fine, but. You know how I am with just like shitty movies and dumb jokes and bits and stuff like that. So yeah. I'd recommend it, but on a very specific level. I think I would have enjoyed this more if you and I watched it together. Wasn't like horrific enough. It wasn't funny enough. It, everything that it was, it wasn't enough of, mm-hmm. you know. But hey, I got some uh, little gems that I'll always quote and bring up now. Like with the... Uh, that TV dinner thing will always be in my in the back of my mind. And that Marlin shirt, that's got to happen. That Marlin shirt has to happen. And the ghost one. We'll have two of them. They'll be like the same style, same font, but they'll say, I forgot about the fucking Marlin. I forgot about the fucking ghost boy. And it'll just be a mounted Marlin and a mounted like then a little, little ghost boy. We'll make it happen. I'm a ghost boy. We'll, they'll sell like hotcakes. So Dylan, all three categories are 80s, 90s, and from 2000 on. Okay. But here's where I narrow it down. I'm going to tell you plots, short little plots and things about this movie. And you just have to tell me the title of the movie for all of these. Okay. Anything you choose, okay? Here's the thing. These are all movies that have the word house in the title. Okay, interesting. To, to make it fit the theme. Okay. So I have two questions from each of those decades. And uh, whatever you think, feel like you're most confident with. Well, let's one start. Point. Let's just, because I'm going to do all three. Let's do 80s first. All right. 80s for one point. Just before Halloween, three young brothers alone in a big house are menaced by three escaped mental patients who have murdered some traveling circus clowns and taken their identities. Clown house. That is correct. Isn't that a Victor DeSalva film? Big fan. <laughs> Jeepers Creepers, pedo director. That's the one he raped two kids or alleged. No, I don't know. Allegedly, no, that's a scary movie. whether it's true or not, or I whatever he's convicted of. I believe it happened on that film or something. I'm not yeah. saying anything indefinite because I don't know the facts. I can look at them and I feel like I know the facts, but... That's probably. Sam Rockwell's first movie. Yeah, that was Victor's like first movie and he didn't waste any time. He didn't even try and get... <laughs> I, should and get have la- I should not have just laughed at that. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. He's a brain. He's like, oh, thank God. I, got, I can make a movie. Let's start fucking. <laughs> Kids. The Grinch. Well, we have 90s and t- now. Remember, but, if you go in order, that means you're going to have to take the uh, the odds for the three point. 
So if you wanted to switch them and do odds next for one point or one point. No, for... let's just keep it. Let's 90. Okay. Let's, let's play it out. I think this is going to go good for you. For the record, I hate Victor Salva. And <laughs> here we go. We're going to Fuck do that whole, guy. All right. Whole, go back and listen to our Jeepers Creepers episode and then the follow up in the next episode after that. We talk about it extensively. I am not backtracking on Cosby, Spacey, and Delia, though. Those are my guys. <laughs> Once again, just kidding. An amusement park mogul offers a group of diverse people $1 million to spend the night in a haunted house with a horrifying past. House on Haunted Hill. That is correct. Oh, yeah. that's I love that remake. Do I you? have the Scream Factory edition of that. Ooh. Well, we're moving right along. With Jeffrey Rush as the as the Vincent Price replacement. Jeffrey Rush. I thought you were going to bring up Jeffrey Jones since we're on the kick of <laughs> awful people. Jeffrey Rush was Barbosa in the Pirates Ooh. movies. You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Swan. You're in one. <laughs> Quite the fan. For three points, you get this. You choose the next movie. Can we move right along? Okie dokie. A girl is trapped inside her family's lakeside retreat and becomes unable to contact the outside world as supernatural forces haunt the house with mysterious energy and consequences. Okay, hold on. A girl is locked inside her family's lake house. Lakeside retreat. And becomes unable to contact the outside world as supernatural forces haunt the house with mysterious energy and consequences. Ah, fuck. Just a three-point. Gotta make it a little tougher. I was gonna say the night house, because I thought maybe you'd put that as a joke. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been like, "Uh, what movie got picked for the pod, but we were unable to do because Dylan picked a movie that's only in fucking theaters. (laughs) Which lady fucking lake... Family's lakeside... Retreat. Retreat. So, I mean, it does, you know, it gives away kind of the... Fuck, I'm going to hate myself if I don't get this right, because it sounds so familiar. You get the, bio- the the biography of, like, the movie a little bit, the aesthetics, Lakeside Retreat, there's supernatural forces, has the word house. I mean, there is a lot of hints there still, but I had to make it a little tougher for three point. Yeah, this is tough. Lakeside Retreat, <clears throat> supernatural for What else was it? Supernatural and what? Supernatural forces haunt the house with mysterious energy and consequences. Okay, house, house, house. Um, I got to take the first answer that you give. You still have your strive for five if you don't pull it off. Early 2000s. Fuck. I don't say the title of a movie unless that's going to be your answer. All right. Um, House, 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 house supernatural early 2000s lakes lakeside lake house um retreat sorry lakeside retreat girl i think it's harder because i'm having to go 2000s like that's you know 80s and 90s 10 years yeah 2000s it could be this is pretty much 2000s to you know, I mean, it could be current day. Yeah, that's tough. Um, I'll say this. It's, it, well, yeah, I don't want to narrow it down too much. It's not a brand new movie. I figured not. Yeah. Um, 
Supernatural Lakeside Retreat. I feel like I should know this. That's why I, I think you got to throw out uh, any horror movie that you know from the 2000s that have the word house in the title. Well, that's the thing. I'm trying to think of everything with a house. See if you kick yourself once you hear the title or if you pull it off. Read me just the, the clue one more time. And if I can't, if nothing okay. goes mind, then I'll just. Here it is. A girl is trapped inside her family's lakeside retreat and becomes unable to contact the outside world as supernatural forces haunt the house with mysterious energy and consequences. Um, Grab it from way back in your brain and make it reach your lips and just tell us the title of this movie. It's in there, man. I can see it moving around from 16 hours away. I, see it I can't think of anything. I'm, so I'm just going to say uh, Dark House. The answer is Silent House. Fuck! Silent from 2011. Silent I've House. seen that movie too. <laughs> <laughs> see, I knew I could tell what was in there. It sucked. I hated it. Um, oh. You know why I said Dark House though? This is kind of funny. It's fucked up. Because uh-huh. I was like, because yeah. Dark House is a movie from 2014, I believe. Uh, I um, you were going to say, I found another relative in Dark House. And it's directed by Victor Salva. <laughs> so I thought you picked Oh my God. <laughs> I thought maybe. You're there the was... biggest fan of this guy, man. You know all this shit. God, that's why. <laughs> Holy fuck. You just sent me your new logo, and that's why that fucking shit was a ripoff of powder. Oh my! No, it's not a ripoff <laughs> of powder. It was. It's. Oh my god! Archie's powder. Great. He's so white, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like Victor Salva. I, I like know, Jeepers man. Creepers, and that's it. Uh, he's a Jeepers Creeper, man. Well, I, look, you can go straight on with him. But you have the two point. It's a strive. It's called the strive for a reason. So you get this. That's going to be enough to take it home. You got your two points. We'll make this for three. This will be another three pointer. Strive to survive question. This will also have the word house in the title. So here we go. And you have got you get a lot of information here. All right, let's here do it. Go. Here we go. The film that Samantha, she's a character in the movie. The film that Samantha watches on TV while babysitting is George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead from 1968, a film in the public domain so the filmmakers didn't have to pay rights to use it. A promotional copy of this 2009 film was released on VHS in a clamshell box like the ones that many early VHS films of the 1980s came in. So I made this question. That was a lot. I know it was a lot, but I added, I added the last part because it just reminded me of you, love of VHS, and also threw in the year of the film. 2009 and Samantha? 2009 horror movie with the word house in the title, character named Samantha. She's watching The Living Dead while babysitting in this movie, and a promotional copy of this was released on VHS in a clamshell box. And the movie came out in 2009. 2009. Fucking hell. Oh, fuck. I feel like I should know this, too. You know, that's a common trope that in horror movies, especially indie horror movies, that 
people will watch Night of Living Dead because it's in the public domain. We did it in Sickos. Yeah. Dougie's my character's watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's always funny when it pops up because you just know, ah, oh, it's because right public domain it's easy um 2009 samantha's watching night of the living dead while she babysits and 2009 released on vhs what fucking movie would be released on vhs as a promotion as promotional vhs in a clamshell box house 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 This sucks. 2009. Fuck. What came out to every? I just keep thinking of the collector because that came out in 2009. <laughs> yeah. The house collector. It's just about real estate. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a horror movie. No. Um, it scares the shit out of you because the prices are so fucking high. And the market shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to raise the price. <gasps> um fuck um sorry guys i hate that i just wasted the, the roof needs to be replaced samara samantha 2009 samantha from 2009 had a promotional copy released on vhs in a clamshell box 2009 has the word house in it i think that's the hardest part is that house is in the title so i'm trying to think of like I don't know. I'm just going to say Dream House. It's the only horror movie I can Dream think House. of. Dylan, the answer is a movie called The House of the Devil. Dude, I have that movie on Blu ray. It's one of my favorite fucking horror movies because I love Ty West, who directed it. No way. <laughs> I almost watched it with McKenna the other night. If and you, if I had. If you had the VHS clamshell. I would have had them been like, you gotta be shit, you gotta be shit to me. I gotta get you buzzed. I up did not bit. know that came out on a VHS. I did not know that. You'd probably like to have that then, huh? And if I had thought more about it, that aspect of it, I wouldn't have said Dreamhouse because Dreamhouse sucked and that wouldn't have got a VHS release. So Whoa. I haven't picked a movie in a long time, Diddly Dally. I had you know what's funny is I actually had one ready to go. Like it was That's on how it works. It was on Tubi. I was like excited for it because we're getting close to October. So I was like, cool. Um, it was a solid pick. But uh, that's the way the that's the way the dick comes. So well, Dill. I'm not gonna these obviously these categories were super super specific to these to this podcast episode. You wanna do a uh like a rapid fire quick version of the other questions? Sure, just why not? For, just for fun, just so I, I mean, I put the time in to write them down. So, so I will be picking the movie, but this is a chance to maybe uh, get, redeem yourself a little bit. Yeah, respect back, respect that house <laughs> of the respect that house of the devil one. I can't believe that. I love that fucking flick. You sound like Farley and uh, Madison. <laughs> that is respect. That is respect. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> all right. We'll try and do this quick. I know we're going along here and I still have to pick the movie. So uh, so from the, the other uh, 80s question was a, dis- a disturbed young man who was burned as a child by his sadistic mother stalks women with a flamethrower. Any idea? Does that sound familiar at all? It's from the 80s. Fuck. 
stalks people with women with a flamethrower. Disturbed human was burned by as a child by a sadistic mother, grows up and stalks women with a flamethrower. Sounds fun. I don't know that one, dude. What is that? It's called Don't Go in the House. Ring any bells? You know anything? Nope, about nope, that? nope. All right, all right. Hey, those were, Jack. that was a three-pointer. Here's another, here's the three-pointer from the uh the 90s. Let's see if you can uh take the uh house of the devil fucking God question. A children's dollhouse, which is a miniature of the infamous haunted Long Island house, is given to a young girl where the demonic evil soon comes out to cause more terror. Dollhouse? Close. It's called Amityville Dollhouse. What the fuck? I'm glad I, I'm glad that was not something I got asked. I would have been upset. Those were three pointers. Okay. And here was the maybe we'll, so now here's the one point question from the uh the, the odds. Okay. A group of college students travel to a mysterious island to attend a rave. House of the Dead. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like that movie a lot, actually. It's it's, it's a piece of shit, but uh I don't know. I, it's like one of those early nostalgia Halloween movies I remember watching as a kid. So yeah. that's the thing with those questions. Like, yet, like when you hear those categories, you have to choose those because the three pointers they have to jump up and difficulty. But I should have worked my way backwards. No, that's not true because I wouldn't have gotten. No, I think you had it. Th- honestly, I think you had like you went down the exact road you needed to. You just couldn't pull the house like your movie from at the very end. So Which maybe if I wasn't drunk, hey, not maybe. drunk, but whatever you want to call it i don't know i think i think it varies i think sometimes the busky helps maybe this time it did not um dylan i know this is probably a movie i think that you watched pretty recently so maybe you won't want to watch it again fuck it or maybe you can just go off your memory of it um i like to watch 13 ghost the remake wait what what year's the remake the the Matthew Lillard one, the 2000 yeah, 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 one, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Matthew Lillard. Not the 1960s William Castle black and white. No, not black and Ghost. white. Not black and white. I'm down. I think I rewatched this by myself. If not, me and McKenna can rewatch it. I think this is something that you almost picked before, but I just so happened to pick Win. the movie that yep. week. Yeah. Because yeah. I just got my Scream Factory Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, awesome. I'm I think I um I believe this is on HBO Max as well. So if anybody wants to just hop on and watch that. Or you can buy the super cool Scream Factory Blu-ray from... I'll always recommend that. Shout. I, yeah. I, Shana, Tony Shalhoub and Shannon Elizabeth? Mm-hmm. And Matthew yeah. Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Uh, the absolutely. late, great Matthew Lillard. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. I love him. So... Uh, yeah, there we go. Thirteen ghosts, man. Let's let's do that. Cool. So I, I want to watch it. And there's, I have a little tiny bit of like a small little backstory behind it from when I was a child. I've got some stories too, so that should be fun. Thirteen Ooh. ghosts, and that's certainly a lot better than the shit that we watch for this podcast. But hey, I'm just glad. You know, it actually brings me joy, even if I don't like the movie. Just finding new horror movies because of this podcast. Yeah. Just yeah. having that experience, especially when you do pick something that, even if I don't necessarily want to watch, like Microwave Massacre is still an outstanding example. I did not want to watch that. 
And now that I have watched it, it's like, I can't imagine not knowing about that movie. It's in our Rolodex now, you know, and yeah. it's something that we can share together, make jokes from and bring up. And I don't know. So yeah, I'm, there's been very few things I think that we've watched where I was just like, well, that was a waste of time in every aspect of, every, of everything. <laughs> like dead I, silence. Like dead <laughs> silence. But even that has become like a thing towards like, oh, you hate that so much. Or like, so I don't know. That's the beauty of this. It's not like you just, hey, told, you told me like, hey, spend your free time and watch this movie. And we don't have this podcast or platform yeah. to talk to it. So imagine, you know how I was just thinking, you know how you collected that Banana Splits poster after we watched the Banana Splits movie? and. Mm-hmm imagine if you were a fan of this movie and so your one thing that you got on your wall as like a tribute to this movie was just a fucking giant marlin <laughs> just imagine right there behind the couch just a fucking giant oh marlin god and it's like it's, oh people are like all oh, this horror stuff why do you have this random marlin i'm like oh you've never seen house <laughs> i i love you Lori. i love you yeah he's great what do you mean <laughs> i'm talking house 1985 yeah. steve minor yeah uh maybe you heard of it uh stunt coordinator kane hotter heard of him never no never heard no, of it no well then get the hell out of my house <laughs> kane the wrestler get out hotter than house, hotter than house. <laughs> <laughs> all right goodbye guys later <laughs>